0: in your hands
1: and it's we're now on the record be careful okay no, no non-PC <laughs> stuff
0: yeah exactly now we can't talk anymore this sto- the story <laughs> begins this is this is really exciting i'm really excited we're starting a new chapter chapter 35 i have a new notebook all right so i'm looking forward to filling
2: it up wait is that a redacted copy i saw markings on there Oh. Yeah. See, there's black marks on there. You, you. Oh, it's highlighted. Oh, it green like, highlights. Originally. It looks like it's been redacted. Like it's been like like blacked out from from, from, the, from
0: the screen. Yeah.
2: No. See. You made it politically
1: correct for you, us by redacting I was out the first you, to... <laughs> you get brownie points for being green. There we go. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, this is this is. Kind of a new a new uh, informal section. There's no formal sections in Natanya. but if there were new sections, it would be right here. And this is an important section because again, we're switching gears. If you remember, we switched gears twice already. We're switching gears for a third time.
1: So we've turned the page, so to speak.
0: We've turned the page. And we're gonna get into an important issue. The next three, four chapters are kind of one section, maybe five chapters. I here have a book. Hold on. I'll, I want to show this to you. This entire book is just on chapters 35 to 38, explaining it.
2: Wow. We're going to be on le, this le, uh, section le, for like a code,
3: year. Om uh, um, um, like,
0: Yeah. Likud amarim, And it's, it's an oh. explanation, Tanya. And it's chapters, just it's just four chapters, that entire book. There's a lot to discuss. There's incredible insight here in our relationship to God, our relationship to people. And it's going to be fun. Just to backtrack a little bit. It's important as we learn the Tanya, no matter what chapter we're learning, that we have in the back of our minds what he told us in the cover page. On the cover page, the title page of the Tanya, he laid out the goal of the book. The entire book of Tanya is here to explain one verse in the Torah. It's actually a verse in this week's Torah portion. Uh, yesterday's portion, I believe. This matter is very close to you. This matter referring to a relationship with God. A relationship with God is very close to us. We don't see God. Um, he's definitely easy to go unnoticed. But somehow our relationship with him is very practical, very close. And the, and the verse continues. He actually quotes the verse here. Um, let's read it inside. Page 387, the top line let's clarify further the term quote so that you can do it in the verse in the following verse here's the verse from Deuteronomy it's from this week's Torah portion for this body of commandments which I'm commanding you this day is not concealed from you nor is it far away rather this thing referring to the commandments relationship with God is very much within reach for you so they translate a little bit differently our relationship with God is very much within reach in three places in your mouth in your heart so that you can do it so we can verbally connect to god prayer we can emotionally connect to god and ultimately that's going to motivate us to behaviorally connect to god and the whole point tanya is to explain how we can have this emotional connection with god how it's very much within reach and it's basically through learning more about ourselves learning more to become, uh, uh, learning how to become more self-aware of our divine souls, the, con- the connection to God that already exists, um, it's, it's making a paradigm shift from the body perspective to the soul perspective. That And as we said earlier, that helps us with passion, that also helps us with motivation. But the question is, why is there such a focus on action here, so that you can do it, so that you can perform the mitzvah? It sounds like the relationship is centered not around passion, love, feelings, uh, drive, interest, but actually action. So, question. Yeah.
2: Um, you're 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 calling out action but um, at least my understanding from the chapter was that there is thought and speech, which they they like um, differentiated from action in a sense like uh, the thought and speech can be done through the divine soul only, but the action requires the animal soul as well. Um, Is that why you're... You're just referring uh, to the action part at the moment?
0: Exactly. That's, that's where we're getting in. That's what we're getting in. But your animal soul can love God as well. That's ultimately the purpose. It says that we say in the Shema, in the Shema prayer, the first paragraph of the Shema prayer, Va'ahavta Hashem elokecha, Love Hashem, your God, with your whole heart. Whole heart. And it says Leva v'cha with two bets. I should say b'chol libcha. There's an extra bet there. To teach us that it's talking about two hearts.
2: The animal and the divine.
0: Exactly. The animal heart, the passions of the animal soul, and the passions of the divine soul. So yet, the focus here seems to be more on the behavior of the animal soul, not so much its passion. So that's question number one to bear in mind. Question number two, and it's very much related, and you'll soon see how. Um, this is the, the middle bold, par- the second bold paragraph. It's the middle of the page, 387. Let's also try to get some uh, minimal insight into the reason for which the bainini was created in this way. The bainini was created to be more action-focused, not passion-focused. And the question is why? To put it this way, just to recap um, on the definitions and differences between the three classes of people: the Tzaddik, the Binyan, and the Rasha. They're usually translated as the Tzaddik as the righteous person, the the Rasha as the wicked person, and. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I, 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 we really need to stay away from those translations because they are going to jade our understanding of what they truly are, what these people tr- who these people truly are. So a tzaddik is not a righteous person. I mean, he is a righteous person, but that's not what a tzaddik is. A tzaddik is a person who has mastered his divine soul, has totally internalized his divine soul. There's no space for the animal soul, no room for it. Definitely not behaviorally. It for sure has no behavioral expression, but it doesn't have any emotional expression as well, either because it's been totally transformed or because it's at least it's irrelevant. Right? That's the tzaddik. The way you know somebody is a tzaddik is you tell him, I'm setting a timer for the next 24 hours. Follow your heart. (laughs) Just do what you feel like if for the next 24 hours he only does mitzvahs and only prays and only studies Torah and only does charity and is only good, so he's a tzaddik because he's following his heart. That's a tzaddik. He's internalized his divine soul to the point that that's his passion, that's his drive. It's not just how he behaves. The bainanim behaves in accordance with the divine soul but that's not what he's feeling. The Bainini has a little bit of an inner conflict, which is kind of essentially what the Tanya is trying to resolve, help us resolve this inner conflict. In other words, the Bainini wants to sin. He ain't going to, right? The Tzaddik for sure doesn't sin, but he doesn't even want to sin. He doesn't have that drive. The Bainini wants to sin. He has that urge. He doesn't want to sin, but he has that urge to sin. The drive, he's not going to. He's in control of his divine soul just enough so he can control how he behaves. Not enough to control what he feels. Make sense? And then there's the Rasha. The Rasha doesn't mean a bad person or a wicked person necessarily, but it means the person who's not in control of himself. Because he not only wants to sin like the Benini, or has the drive to sin like the Benini, he's human, but he actually does sin. He actually does lose control. Right? So, in order to understand this chapter and future chapters, we have to have those three definitions clear. Are we clear? The Tzaddik... Not only refrains from sin, he doesn't have that drive. He's passionate about God. He's totally internalized the divine soul. The rasha is the other extreme. He not only wants to sin. And um, and, and and is driven towards sin, has those urges. He actually does it. The benanee, the middle guy, in betweener, he's in between both. He shares qualities with the tzaddik in the sense that behaviorally he's not going to sin. He's in control. Emotionally, he's like the Russian. He's torn. He's conflicted. Right? We all, uh, even uh, even though we may not all be a Beninid, um we, we, this is very relevant to us as aspiring Beninim, we definitely share conflicts that the Beninim has, this inner tension of behaviorally being involved in the right place but not feeling like we're there emotionally. So because the bainini has this inner tension, this is a big struggle that he's experiencing in life. He's constantly struggling. And we all know what struggling feels like. We all know what the bainini feels like or what the aspiring bainini feels like. Aspiring Bainini is my PC way of saying Russia, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Did I say that out loud? No, I'm kidding. Um, we We all know... I'm, I'm teasing. But we all know what the um, we know what the te- we know what this inner tension feels like. Anybody who's not a tzaddik, which is pretty much most people, as it said earlier, in Tanya quoted the midrash saying that tzaddikim were few, so God spread them throughout the many generations throughout history. So we know what tension feels like. I feel I I feel. Pulled and drawn towards things I don't want to that I shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of tension. I want to behave like a Jew, but I don't feel that's where my heart is at. At least on a conscious level. And I'm constantly fighting with my animal soul, constant battle. And as we said earlier in chapter fourteen, not everybody's meant to be a tzaddik. Most people don't have the tzaddik potential, right? They're going to be enemies. Some people have the potential to be a tzaddik, to totally drive out, get rid of their animal soul, to totally internalize the divine soul. But most people are going to be engaging in that battle long-term, which means their animal soul is going to be pulling them the other way. They're not going to convert the animal soul to loving God. At least not fully. Maybe it'll, it'll inspire the animal soul once in a while. So the question in our chapter is, why was he created? Going back to our, our, in the middle line over here, the first second bold paragraph, the middle line. What is the purpose in which Abenini was created? He's never going to win this war. A constant inner struggle, constant inner tension. Why would God be so evil as to do that to us? Why create us in the first place? Why set us up for failure? Or, right, why, why me, as we all say? What is the point in this? It's fighting with the animal soul. We're constantly fighting, saying, trying to behaviorally engage in our Judaism. Emotionally, we're never fully there. You can grow up in the most Hasidic neighborhood, in the most shelter neighborhood sheltered neighborhood. And you're still going to have an animal soul because that's what God gave us. It might have less exposure, might have more um, more refined drives and lusts, but it's still going to have that self-centered or self-oriented drive that that we're constantly going to be battling with Again, remember who the Tanya was written to originally. Jews in the al at the author's town, with long beards and long black coats, experiencing tension in their relationship with Judaism. And the al is addressing their attention, saying, yeah, I empathize with you. Why were you created? Why do you exist? Why did God set you up for failure? Why did he do this to us? Make sense? Who's with me?
2: Yes, the struggle makes sense.
0: Now, we did attempt to answer this question in chapter 27. It was on page 311. But that answer is not sufficient. Who remembers the answer? Page 311, that's the hint. Page 311, it's chapter 27. Let's go to let's go to page 311. So we we essentially asked this question in different words. And the alternative addressed it, but he obviously feels that at this point the, the answer is not sufficient enough. It was good enough six weeks ago. <laughs> it's not good enough now. Why not? Let's see what the answer is. Let's go to page three eleven. Um, it's the is bottom it of the page.
1: To constantly subdue the sutra
4: atra.
0: Okay, good, exactly. Exactly. Bottom of 311, right where it says section four, destined to struggle. Therefore, no person should be downhearted, right? Nor should you be too sad. Even if you spend all the days in this struggle, all your days in this struggle, sorry, for perhaps it was for this purpose that you were created, to constantly subdue the sitra apra, subdue the klipa, subdue negativity.
3: Never to succeed in eliminating it.
0: In other words, perhaps our job is not to succeed. Our job is to fight. Perhaps our job is not the destination. Our job is to focus more on the journey. That was the answer we gave.
2: So this this That's, has a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a a parallel theme where uh, in the Torah it tells us that we're uh, not necessarily we're not responsible to finish the task, but right. we are not uh uh we're not to relinquish a, our efforts to do you know to 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 work towards uh uh you know so the
1: connection. entire idea is to struggle
0: in other words the focus is on struggling exactly mike my, my, that was a great parallel from where it says our job is not to finish but again that doesn't mean we're free to run away and say, "Oh, I'm never going to finish." Anyways, the focus, the answer in chapter twenty-seven is that the focus is on the journey. The focus is on the fight itself. The fight is more valuable than the battle than winning the battle. Engaging in the battle to God is more valuable than, you know, it's like the example uh, we gave last time, is sometimes the ch- the child that works really hard and gets a B minus makes the parents more proud than that naturally brilliant child who didn't study at all and got an A plus right so the hard work itself is valuable right but that was our answer what
4: on, on on the next page it says that that the accomplishment to actually succeed in subduing the sitra acha is exclusively an accomplishment of the sadika Exactly so so exactly. the Banani, the Bananis fight the battle, but they'll never win because they're just not they're just not wired that way so
0: so we're not wired that way exactly, so in the answer to why that why God wants that, the answer we gave in the, in this chapter in chapter twenty seven is exactly like we're saying because that's going you know that gives God nachas. you know sometimes the imperfect painting is more expensive than the perfect picture. But the alternative, doesn't like that answer anymore. That answer was good for chapter 27. But that was, how many weeks ago? Six weeks ago? 27 minus 35, I don't know, 35. Min- I'm bad at math in eight, eight, multiples weeks. of 18. Eight, eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, okay. So eight weeks ago, that was a good answer. <laughs> But we've graduated (laughs) eight weeks later, eight chapters later, and we need a new answer. And the reason why that answer is not sufficient is that's a good answer if our if our uh, challenges were external, right? If I was experiencing external opposition, so say fight it, that's the job. But the fact that my challenges are internal, I have an animal soul. That's not just right it's not just an external distraction of from another person or from life or whatever it is. It, it's actually coming from within me. It's an actual emotion. It's an actual passion that I'm trying to fight uh, that I'm trying to win over, which means the purpose can't just be to reject it and just to fight it. there has to be some sort of goal in transformation. And again, what's the point if I'm never going to win? Now, the the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, just to drive the question home a little bit more, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Shener, the father-in-law of the, of the Rebbe, gave an analogy, just to drive the question home a little bit more, to help drive the question home. Some of you may be familiar with this analogy. There was a young lad who, his occupation was he worked in a field, and he would um, harvest wheat. He's a very talented wheat harvester. He would have his tool. What's that round blade thing? A sickle? Cycle, sickle? Am I pronouncing it right? Yep.
2: Well, yes. sickle's the word, but I don't know if that's the tool you're thinking a- of. Hammer and sickle. Yeah, yeah.
0: sickle. We it's kind like of that thing, round like the, the thing that blade. Grim Reaper carries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's holding that Grim Reaper tool and he's slicing away at this wheat and he has a very unique way of slicing away. Um very efficient, very swift, almost entertaining. You ever see like a master chef with their knife just like it's entertaining, right? So this guy was entertaining and how he would slice this wheat, how he would how he would harvest this wheat. There was a wealthy individual who loved entertainment, and he comes by and he says, Wow, this is beautiful. How about you come to my place and I'll pay you? I'll pay you trip, I'll pay you double, I'll pay you more than what you're making here because this is entertaining. You're talented, right? You're a master wheat sickler. Says, great, more money. He hops in the wagon, makes his way to the wealthy person's manor, And the guy says, okay, sickle away. He says, what do you mean? He says that there's no wheat here. This is your dining room. (laughs) This is your living room. There's no wheat here. He says, yeah, I don't need any wheat. I just like the movement. You're very talented. The guy starts sickling away in thin air. And the guy is making more money, but he's, he quits. He says, I'm not doing this anymore. This is ridiculous. He says, what do you mean? I'm paying you more. He says, you're paying me more, but I'm not accomplishing anything. What's the point? I'm wasting my time. Right? That's an analogy for exactly what we're describing here. The bainini might be more valuable, causing God more pleasure because he's fighting and he's focused on the fight and on the journey, not on the destination. At the end of the day, if he doesn't, if he's not impacting the animal soul, if he's not experiencing passion, if he's not experiencing the awe, if he's not experiencing the love in the relationship, what's the point? He doesn't feel like he's accomplishing anything. This is a challenge that we all experience as Humans as non-sadikim, either as a benani or as an aspiring benani. We experience are you, this. Are you, that,
1: are you
4: saying that the struggle should be satisfying?
0: Exactly. It should be satisfying. Sh- we should see the we should see the the the, the fruits of our labor.
1: So, in other words, so, to tell um, so so it's not just a diversion.
0: Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't just be dry behavior. We should be emotionally engaged, Mike. What were you going to say?
2: Um, well, uh, so I was going to point out that, um, or at least uh, ask if, if if it's sufficient that the uh, that even the, the the temporary connection, the the temporary feeling of satisfaction, is sufficient because we know that. Um, uh, we're quick to return from uh, our, our, a, a sense of uh, of elevation once we stop uh, mitzvah, once we stop praying. That say per se the real world reattaches to us, and, and we lose that right, and, right. and, and we have to right. reengage. And, and, and so it's kind of like whatever we're feeling at that moment diminishes over time, right? So it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a permanent transformation, it's a temporary transformation. Um, so when you're when you're giving your comment to us about this, uh, can you put you know kind of speak to that?
0: Okay, okay. So the the way I see it, and you'll let me know if I'm answering your your addressing your, your comment. If I'm gonna be fighting with the animal soul, It could be that the fight gives God pleasure. But if I'm never going to succeed in actually transforming it, am I actually fulfilling my purpose? If I'm going to force, in real simple language, if I'm going to force myself to engage in Judaism, but never get to the point that I'm actually passionate about it, right, am I really fulfilling my mission in life? Or am I just doing this uphill battle and not getting anywhere? If I'm going to fight with my animal soul against its negative, uh, against its self-oriented urges, but not really feel that I'm uh, accomplishing and transforming those urges to something more positive, then what am I doing with this lifelong uphill battle feeling like I'm never going to succeed? Now, once in a while, if I understand what you're saying correctly, Mike, once in a while, we do feel a little bit of success. We do feel a little bit of inspiration. We do feel maybe on your kipper, or maybe during a prayer service or maybe during an uplifting class, we feel more uplifted. We feel more inspired. But how long is that going to last for? Does that really impact me on a deep level, on a deep way? You know, if, if I don't see the long-term effects have I really transformed myself? Have I really fulfilled my purpose here
4: yeah
2: I guess i uh, i i i um, I liken this to uh Rabbi Raleigh's discussion about uh why he doesn't want people to be inspired by uh, you know what he's doing or what he's saying because inspiration is fleeting right you're 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 in the moment you're 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 connected you're feeling great, and right. then the sermon's over. You go home, and the next day it's like, well, that was yesterday. Today, I just feel like myself again, right? And right. And, and so the same thing with with this connection with, with Hashem. You know, you, you when you do a mitzvah, you have that connection, that strong connection. When when you're uh, when you're praying, you have this connection. But then you go to you know you the next you know, then, then then Monday comes and you go back to work and your head's down and and you know it's kind of like that 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 feeling is 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 diminished. Uh, exactly it's right which means
0: that that feeling is not there anymore that's because it didn't have a strong enough impact on our animal soul it just impact our divine soul right our default selves as either beninis or aspiring baininis, as human beings our default self is the animal soul that's what we said in chapter 29 right but tzaddik is a soul and the bainini or aspiring bainini has a soul but he doesn't feel that that's who he really is, even though it is who he really is. But he doesn't feel that way on a conscious level.
2: So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what's what's the goal here then, right? Because that's you, the
0: question. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean
2: that that is the question, right? So it's kind of like I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit confused again in terms of like, well, okay, I I know that a baneani the the purpose of the baneani like we're well a purpose of the baneani is and we know it is to is to struggle with these issues is to constantly have to work towards this connection um and and that's and and make and and, and knowing that gives you a, a, a more space mentally to 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 deal with these these difficult moments right because you know that's kind of like this is who I am this is what I have to do um but in terms of like okay uh the long term goal here Um, if I still know that, you know, whether it's today or 40 years from now, I'm still going to have the same struggles. It's kind of like, okay, well, uh,
4: (laughs) um,
2: where, where, what am I reaching for? Right. Uh, uh, maybe it's, it's it's a matter of, okay, I have to take pleasure in, in every connection that I make and, 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 and remember those and accumulate those and hope that they, um, uh, compile you know on, on, on a compound on top of each other to give you that sense of a right. long period of time that like okay even though one moment in time feels like nothing all these compounded moments make something right right so i'm asking you this question because i'm not clear on what the goal is
0: well that that is that's the question of the tanya what is our goal here if we're fighting this uphill battle to never succeed in emotionally transforming ourselves, to never fully succeed. You know, well, we can definitely behaviorally engage in our Judaism, but we don't feel like we're going to fully succeed in emotionally engaging it, maybe partially, maybe sometimes. What is the goal? This question of the Tanya that we're addressing, and this is a serious issue. This is a very, and I I just want to point out how fascinating it is how an issue that is so relevant the alter was addressing to a completely uh culturally different uh, population of people hundreds of years ago it's incredible it's very much incredible how how a Rebbe can connect to such diverse people us growing up in the united states in california and Jews in the shtetl of hundreds of years ago who didn't have as much nearly as much exposure but it it's it's fascinating and for some reason it just I'm stuck on that point and I can't get over it it it's fascinating to me this question is based on what we call in psychology a cognitive distortion in real simple language we it's based on an assumption any question we have any challenge we have is based on an assumption and for some reason, we assume that in a relationship, passion is more valuable than action. And the al is going to guide us in making a paradigm shift. And this is going to be useful in all relationships. A paradigm shift in re-understanding our perception of relationships, re-understanding the value of relationships, and re-understanding Judaism's value of relationships. And the shift is, and this is basically a spoiler alert, (laughs) but it will help clarify things. The paradigm shift is action is more valuable than passion. Because not only is passion there to motivate action, it actually creates a deeper sense of intimacy. Action creates, it's its counterintuitive. But action creates a deeper sense of of intimacy, intimacy than passion. It can. Because it's very often passion can be self-centered, self-oriented.
4: But they go hand in hand. So the passion leads to the action. In
0: In a perfect world, they should. They should go hand in hand.
4: But sometimes
0: we we feel like we have a, 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 you know, sometimes we feel like we have action with no passion. And now we're focused on trying to gain passion, assuming that that's the goal. And we'll explain, we'll soon explain why it's not, how we can have a deep intimacy, a deep relationship with God with action and how passion can actually obstruct intimacy. It's ironic, but sometimes seeking passion obstructs intimacy. I was counseling a couple last week as part of my internship. And they're going through a very difficult patch um, in their relationship, which is why I didn't tell them that I'm just an intern. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just crack myself up sometimes. but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, John, erase that from the record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait,
3: uh,
1: I'm <laughs> not sure I know how to do that, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. That's
2: a humor. i <laughs> so, never seen him laugh this much. <laughs> It's it's because he's, he's drinking something different than that. It's yeah, the
0: exactly.
1: Whoa, definitely what's the, the alcohol
2: content of what you're drinking?
0: Somebody slipped something in that Snapple. Yeah. Whew, okay. So <laughs> There's a brand of
1: Snapple that I've never heard of before.
0: It is diet. I don't know. I don't know what's in there. But
1: alcohol so diet. I'm,
0: counsel- <laughs> I'm counseling this couple. They're going through a very difficult patch in their marriage in their relationship and from my perspective, I'm not still working on how to do that, but our goal is a paradigm shift in their perception of how how to, in, in how we understand relationships. Because what they're trying to gain is an experience. They're trying to gain an experience. That's their, um, and, and that's why there's so much of a clash. They want different experiences with each other. Or they're just burnt out from trying to gain that experience that they've been trying to gain, that other therapists have been failing with them. This isn't their first counselor that they've seen. But what they really need is not an experience of each other. They actually need each other. I'll give you an example. I said to to the husband, I said, what would you like? Suppose a miracle took place. Things are better. What is one small difference you would notice? You woke up in the morning, things are good. Things are better. Nobody told you this miracle occurred. It It just did. One small thing you would notice, he said, my wife would smile at me. I said, good. I turned to his wife. I said, do me a favor, turn to him right now and smile. She turns and goes, did it work? No, of course not. Because you don't want her smile. What you want is her to smile. And there's a big difference. You don't just want the experience of the relationship. It's part of it. But you want the relationship itself. Because just a smile, if anybody just smiles at you, I could smile. It's not what you want. You want her to smile. What you really want is her. I said to her, it's the same question. What do you want? If you were to, you know, a miracle were to occur, something good, something different were to happen. You wake up, things are good. What would you, what would you have? So she said some personal time. And they have an infant, they have a baby at home she's working there's a lot going on she feels like she has no space and that by the time the evening comes she's wiped out so i said what if you had to fight for your personal time but you finally got it would you would you be happy no she wants her husband to give the personal time to grant him that personal time to respect that personal time for the husband to respect her desire for personal time is for the husband to actually respect her It's reorienting the focus of the relationship. The focus of the relationship is not on how they feel about the relationship, but about what the other spouse really wants. And thank God Tanya has been guiding me and counseling them. It's no different in our relationship with God. The Alter Rebbe, the author, of the Tanya, is essentially the marriage counselor trying to help us better relate with God. And he's going to guide us in making a paradigm shift. Focusing on God himself, not just on how we experience him. And he'll show us how that is a very deep experience. Now, that's our goal. And ultimately, we'll discuss in chapters thirty-six and thirty-seven how this is actually the purpose of creation. This is why God created the world in the first place. And we'll talk about that soon. But as a preamble, as a uh, introduction, he brings an analogy from the Zohar. So the
4: question, and, you can ask yeah. So the couple that's 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 having counseling. So they need to work on their relationship with God. So they would need to work on themselves. So well, it's have, also
0: their relationship with each other.
4: So once they've got their relationship, what they understand with God, they will be able to understand the, the relationship, what each other needs. So, so that they can work it out. So they're actually understanding their own self and they're understanding each other's needs.
2: Well so You're actually, making, you're making you an assumption here God. that that yeah. this couple believes in God. I know maybe they do, maybe they don't, but um, actually, this is a curious question for you, Josh. I mean, what assumptions do you make about what this couple who's not necessarily Jewish, not necessarily believe in God,
0: right? Good question. Good question. I Even if they don't believe in God, the principle, um, the principle still applies. The principle of being able to make a paradigm shift from being focused on an experience which is basically focused on myself on what I want rather than being focused on the relationship uh, making that paradigm shift is still very applicable
4: it's very abstract to understand an experience based on I don't know it's just hard for me to doesn't it?
1: question doesn't it boil down to you get from a relationship what you put into it
0: but the problem is when a relationship is focused on what i get from it
4: so it's a given no, you... not 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 as a re, not as a result or reward but just naturally what, yeah, yeah, what you, know, bring, you you, what get, you, bring you to... get what
0: you give definitely you get what you give right. but but there's a certain you know i think john f kennedy put it very well and actually in, in, in many therapists or some some marriage therapists actually have the j f k marriage question that they ask their clients ask not what you not can, what, you what your relationship it. could do for you but what can you do if for you the relationship. For relationship right I've heard this in other words, going back to the issue that we've been describing the tension that we're having in trying in in our battle with the animal soul, what we're basically saying is what am I going to experience out of this?
4: But it's not about your experience. It's about you contributing to the world.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
4: but- that
0: will lead to an experience, though. No. But it's not, the
3: experience isn't the focus. With a couple, you you want them to see the intrinsic value of each other, not what the other, what they can do do for each other. Exactly and there is an intrinsic value but exactly
4: so, so coming back to the benani your fight your whole life is to see what the benani can give and not
0: exactly and it's the not sadik might not have that
4: so if you beetle and you don't care about anything else then you're going to be successful exactly. because you're going to enjoy this the the, the fight
0: exactly Journey. now a, a sadik doesn't have that opportunity to have that kind of beetle he's distracted by his love
4: but then we mustn't talk about the Sadiq because the Sadiq is not unachievable. So it just, just, it's, it's kind of like brings you down.
0: It, it gives us a frame <laughs> of reference.
4: So it's your, it's your, your role model, but it's not someone who you aspire to be like because you can't be like them ever. So you're never going to get there.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's kind of the challenge that we're experiencing here. So, so the, the Zohar gives a, an analogy and, and, this is going to clarify. It's actually, before we get to the analogy, let's take a look on the, uh, on the middle of page three eighty-eight. Um, again, what I said is a spoiler alert, and we're going to unpack this slowly. And, and I'm, I'm, hopefully, it's going to be more clear. We're going to unpack it. I just shot it out in one line, just just to clarify what we're going to be unpacking. Um, right under where it says section two, middle of three eighty-eight. Let this be their consolation. To those of us who are all experiencing this inner tension, to offer them comfort with a double measure of wisdom. And here's going to be the key words, and let their hearts rejoice with God. Your key word right here, who is present with them in their Torah and worship. God is present in their deeds. I'm trying to develop a relationship with God. So where's the passion? Remember how present God is in our action. And we're gonna explain why God is actually more present in our passion than in our in our action than in our passion. And, and in a nutshell, the short reason is because action is other focused. Passion is my own experience, the self focused.
4: So but you're not allowed to take joy from the, 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 the doing because No, we
0: should. Of course we should. Not, no, no, there's nothing wrong with taking joy, but but, but again, where do, where does the essence of God really um, uh, um, is most present? Give you an example. Where is God more present by the guy who give, who reluctantly gives charity or the guy who's passionate about charity but doesn't actually give it right? Is God more present in the reluctant charity giver or more present in the charity advocate who's passionate about it, who loves it, who studies about it, who preaches it, but doesn't actually do it? Yeah. Right? Which one is other focused? Which one is self focused? Uh,
4: Second
0: one, self focused. So it's in, and again, this is with any mitzvah. I could be passionate about the shofar. I could know all of the mystical meanings behind it. I could be inspired by it. But I have to actually blow the shofar. That's the main purpose. That's the main thing. Because again, getting the job done is what God really wants. It's focusing on his will, not just how I feel about his will.
4: But he wants you to do it right.
0: <laughs> uh, you're right. So, no, Sharon, you have a very good point. In, in a perfect world, we want both. In a perfect world, we want both. Often we're left with a a choice. I'll give you an example. Um, somebody once asked, the, the third Lubavitch, Rebbe, known as the Tzemach Tzedek, he said there are two moels that can perform a brisk, perform a circumcision on his son. One of them is old, He is spiritual. He is, um, you know, a very holy person. And he knows all the Kabbalistic meditations and is very passionate. Right? Very spiritual, very holy. And then there's another guy who's less frail. He's young. He's new on the job. And they both know what they're doing, but he doesn't have that same spiritual feeling to him. Tells the Tzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach tells him, choose the younger ones. You know, he might be passionate, but you got to get the job done. You got to get the job done right. Um, Imagine in a relationship. I love taking out garbages for my wife. I love taking out the garbage. I'm passionate about it. I think everybody should do that. Lynn, thinks, Lynn doesn't believe me here. She knows She knows the truth. <laughs> but if I don't actually do it, well, let's say I do it reluctantly. I don't like doing it, but I do it. So now the focus isn't about me anymore. The focus is about the relationship. The analogy that the Altsideva gives. Okay, the question is, should we... Continue with the analogy tonight or next week. We'll take a vote.
4: Um, I want to ask a question before the analogy. Can I ask a okay. question about the old yeah. guy? So why, why did he not want the old guy to do it? Because he's got more experience, or he just because he's to... more frail. So. Okay.
0: So in other words, the the, the 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 spiritual passion that he has doesn't trump. The functionality.
4: Okay, so he's dangerous.
0: I guess he's dangerous
3: or less less reliable.
4: Okay, and then you've got me going.
3: The younger guy has steady hands. The older. It's guy.
4: sensitive. It's a very sensitive issue. That's yeah. <laughs> he's got history, and he's and he's got value, and he's got skill, and. So unless is
0: dangerous, you should take the older one and let the other guy learn from the older one. Yeah, 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 exactly. So must in a in a situation where the guy is just too old, you know, forego the passion and go for the action. Yeah.
1: The older guy also brings uh, brings um, not just experience, but he brings uh, the the wisdom of his of his learning. So, I don't know. I feel like uh, certainly. I feel Definitely. like
0: you're right, Sharon. You know, a more a more practical example. You know, one, I'll I'll give you an example. Many years ago, I, when I was in yeshiva in Florida, in Miami, there was a Israeli buddy. He was probably in his forties, fifties. He used to hang out in the yeshiva. Great guy. Very nice guy. Very spiritual person he was not an observant jew at that point but a very spiritual person and i mean like spiritual like i'm pretty cynical when it comes to these things but he's a you know some people have like a sixth sense and they can just understand people on a very deep level without knowing them very well and they can just there's a certain sensitivity that he had it was really interesting um there was many situations where he's just like made very interesting judgment calls on situations where it's like, wow, he's just very sensitive. And he's a spiritual person, loves to meditate. He wasn't yet observant at that point. And we're both hanging around. I said, hey, let's put on tefillin. We have a couple of moments. My tefillin's right here. Let's put on tefillin together. A mitzvah for God. He says, no, thank you. I said, why not? He says, I'm not feeling it. I have to feel it. I need to be genuine. I have to get into the mood. I have to meditate. And I'm just not in the mood. I'm not feeling it. Now, while I respect his, I'm not here to judge him. God forbid. I'm just learning a lesson here. While I respect his drive for genuinity, I don't know if that's a word or not. Is genuinity a word? It is now. Okay, it is now. While genuineness. I
2: genuineness.
0: Genuineness. There we go. Gen- while <laughs> I.
1: I think you need the nest. Yeah. I like the
3: unity. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I, while I respect his genuineness essentially the focus of the act wasn't centered around god it was around how he felt about god if he would have done it anyways and okay and whatever i'm not feeling it but this is what god wants so now he reoriented the folk being now it's more divine focus more god focus relationship focus but because it's how he feels now it's divine it 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 was self-focused I'm not here to judge him and say he's a selfish person. That's not my point. I, I'm just learning a practical lesson, a practical application of what we're studying here. Making that paradigm shift is key to not getting frustrated with our, strugg- with, with our internal struggles and, not, and feeling that, hey, why am I sometimes not interested in my Judaism and I'm just behaviorally engaged? Understanding the value of being behavior, of behavioral engagement as being relationship focused, and passion as being more self focused, will help appreciate. Uh, will help us gain an appreciation for um for our lack of passion that we that we often experience. We'll discuss this more. Uh, let's. We're gonna discuss this more next week. Next week we'll get into the analogy, and we'll explain in text and in further depth. How sometimes passion uh, c- can, can get in the way of a relationship. Sometimes love, they say love is the leading cause of divorce. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> That's interesting. I had not heard anybody say that before. Never, ever,
3: ever.
0: <laughs> because what is love? It's how I like to experience things. So why right. is this about me?
1: It's like it's saying not, water is the cause of thirst.
4: Yeah. Can I just say something? We like so so you, like in the hospital, you get a number, you're one six four nine six double one. So you're taking out the passion. You're taking out your number, you do, you do, you are, you part of a thing, you work towards a common goal, but you're not you.
0: Okay, good good point. Very good point. The, the point, we should have passion. We need passion.
4: So if you put on that to fill in with passion, you become part of the process and you're not doing it just right. It's, you're not just the body, you're a body and a hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. Without passion, it's dry, it's mechanical, it's not meaningful. It could be, disin- it may seem disingenuous. Disingen- yeah. yeah. We need passion. But what, what we're discussing here is, what about if I don't feel that passion?
4: And you make yourself feel that passion through your soul, through your body, through your intellect, through your chachma. You,
0: you're, you're right, you're right, but 100%, but that's going, But that's a oh. lifelong process. And what we're saying is, even if I try to gain that passion, it's never going to be fully internalized.
4: But why? But that's what you have to strive towards, it's your journey.
0: We have to strive towards that. But, but the reality is, we're not going to be a tzaddik.
4: But you're not going to be a tzaddik anyway, so don't
0: bother about it. But that, but that's the point. So, the, in other words, I'm still. <laughs> if I'm not going to be a tzaddik, I'm going to have some struggle. They go hand in hand. Okay,
4: I get it. If it's I'm not good.
0: going to be a tzaddik, that means I'm going to have some minute level of self-interest. Yes,
4: and but you're human, and you're not the one six four nine six double O one.
0: A hundred percent. In other words, I think what Sharon, what you're saying, there has to be a balance. Yeah. There's, there has to be a balance and you
4: have to make no. the to do the action, to, to, to be godly, to make the relationship.
0: No. So, so, so w- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we do away with passion. Oh,
4: okay. Just checking. We,
0: no, no. For, for, agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm not suggesting we do away with passion. The question is when the passion isn't there. And yes, we're going to work on it. But at that at that single moment, I'm you, frustrated with myself.
2: You do it anyways.
0: Because I Exactly. Because I'm frustrated with myself. I want to be engaged in this relationship. And I'm behaviorally engaged. And I'm having difficulty emotionally engaging myself. And kind of I mean, like, what you're suggesting is, well, emotionally engage yourself. You're right. And we're going to work towards that. But until then, I also have to realize the true priority of the relationship mm-hmm. which is the relationship not how i feel about it
4: right Makes sense okay one more question yeah yeah yeah. the question is remember when you are not connected to your soul you've got a heart of stone so when you don't have passion your heart stone like then you don't You you need to work towards hitting the stone and breaking it open and getting the energy. And I heard that in in the thing. So so then make the passion hit the stone. Hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. But even when I have that passion, like like kind of like what Mike said earlier, it might be a momentary passion. Which leads to the question: Why am I fighting? So hard for something that's not gonna last. Now I should keep fighting, no question. Yeah. But it, it there's a, it, this is kind of just a reminder that yes we need that passion. The passion's a necessity. It is because we have to be emotionally engaged in our relationship, in our relationship with people, in our relationship with God. And
4: but but it. when it
0: becomes yeah. the focus,
4: yeah.
0: when it becomes the focus, when I become fat, uh, passion focused. Not action focused. That's when it becomes scary.
1: Doesn't the doesn't the, the fight doesn't that bring the passion? That your your internal struggle or your your choices doesn't that not that feed the passion?
0: It it does feed the passion, but there's still going to be a battle there. Right now, I feel the passion. Tomorrow, I don't.
3: You know, when I do shacharit in the morning, I don't like mornings not there is I have no spark to make me start doing shakharit but I make myself do it and then I feel good when I do it but right before I do it's been that way my whole life my wife said that's a beautiful example dancing I don't want to go dancing but then I go dancing and have a good time you know and then I feel good but I I have to make myself do it without passion because I don't have that passion in the morning
0: right and now it became relationship focused and now you're passionate about it
2: He's still striving to be passionate about it. It's still the morning. <laughs> well,
3: once it's I still the morning. it, <laughs> no, but, but I don't feel the passion
2: before I get going.
3: <laughs>
0: now, Sharon, I also another just and I, Sharon, I think what you're asking is brilliant. I think it's very, I think it's very important that you raise that you raised this issue, because, you know, what also, you know, there's different parts of Tanya for different way for different times in our life, also. You know, there are times in our life, there's different, we, have, we go through stages, our life goes in waves. There's times where I need to break open that stone so the water can gush out, so I can feel the passion. And there's times where I need to be, you know, not passion focused. Turn to
4: stone.
0: Right. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think you're right though. We shouldn't just be a but number, I Just we can't be robots, that's the bottom line. I don't
4: to contradict itself. So either I'm not getting it, because the Tanya said, we have to work towards the drive. We have to work towards getting the passion. We have to work towards the doing. Then it says, don't bother about it because you're never going to be a tzaddik. It's always said you're never going to be a tzaddik. It doesn't
0: say don't bother about it. It just says recognize that we're not going to be a tzaddik.
4: To, to keep you motivated. But you're never going to be a tzaddik. So then don't worry about the passion and just do. So just become a machine. That's, it that's
0: doesn't say don't worry about the passion. no, no. It, Passion's not the focus, not the goal.
4: But it's it's yeah. It's important. It's a,
0: it's very it's very. What?
4: The goal to do to do the action to make the relationship. Josh is gone. Hello. Oh,
0: sorry He's frozen. About
4: that. He's, He's frozen. frozen.
0: <laughs> okay. He shot
4: him into freezing. He's back.
0: Yeah. Like, it was too uh, good of a question for me um <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I
0: i have an example um, so, so just real quickly and I, I think it's it, the, the passion is important passion is crucial passion is not the goal that's really our bottom line yeah I just thought, like in a marriage love in a marriage is very important but when love becomes the focus and, be, and the goal the the, the 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 end the begin all end all then it doesn't become so, other focused.
4: So so, so this couple needs to make sure that every action in their life is done. The baby's looked after, everything is in place. And then after that, the passion can come. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So they have to make sure that it doesn't have to be there immediately, but they have to work towards it when they've got everything and they're doing within the relationship of being a healthy couple.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. I have an example. Yeah. So when I was in high school I ran track and I absolutely hated it. I, I wasn't good at all. I usually finished last place but I still did it. And um and sometimes wondered why I was doing it or, or people would wonder why I was doing it and then I, I hadn't a word I made up. I said I was just doing it for the beluga beluga of the competition. And mm-hmm. but I was never gonna be the first place finisher. If if my goal had been to be the first place finisher, uh, then I should have quit right there. Uh, right, that's a, so,
0: well, that's so a good John, way of putting uh, it. Re, re re um, what's it called? Readjusting our goals.
2: Well, actually, I'm I'm curious. So so John, what was your goal there? Um,
4: Running away from the beluga beluga. Yeah, it was
1: it was all about the beluga beluga. I I will say this, so. Uh, so four years high school. My third year, everybody said third year, junior year is very hard. So I I, I um, took a recess from it that year. And I actually really missed it. I didn't know why I missed it because I never did well. Then I went back my senior year, and the last race before graduation. So I made I had a new goal. I had never uh, so one of the events I ran was the four forty quarter mile, and. And there were a lot of the, you know, I wasn't JV, I wasn't varsity, but those at that level, they would be able to run quarter mile in less than a minute. So I said to the coach, I said, I want to, you know, it's my last race. I want to beat the clock around the track, meaning, you know, one minute, one cycle around the clock and 440 is one cycle around the track. So I want to beat the clock in this last race. And that, that became the thing I, sh- I shot for and I did it. So, um, so Mike, to answer your question, why was I doing it? Um,
4: so, so I'm very proud of you because I love running, and and doing just beating your own times is amazing. It's like yes. Yeah,
1: so that that maybe that it, it became not a competition against others, but a competition against myself.
4: Yeah. You know, I think
2: I think there's some deep psychoanalysis stuff there to be to be done <laughs> that you weren't running you were running for some other reason that, that you, you couldn't identify at the moment. I don't know you're what it was. No. <laughs> you're being chased. What you
1: running
3: away from?
2: Running from that beluga
1: beluga.
3: Oh, you're running from it or towards it?
1: <laughs> or towards it? I, I'm not sure. You know, I I was 17. I didn't know anything.
3: There There is no mitzvah saying you have to be passionate, is there? Um,
0: it does, yeah, the first line of the Shema. The second first paragraph of the Shema. You should love God love the Lord your God with all your heart.
1: That's all your heart with all your mind and all wait. All your soul. With all your might.
0: Right. All your heart, your soul, your might. There's a whole discussion what that means. What's the difference between heart, soul, and might?
1: What is might? Strength. (laughs) Strength.
0: Part of a larger discussion. (laughs) Hmm.
4: We'll get there after the Tanya we'll get there take a note
1: <laughs> oh should i say
0: we'll have a class on davening
1: should i should i have stopped recording already um
0: yeah <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a bad time stop my story and i'm sticking to it okay All right. there we there go. go So you didn't That's say that true. and then i didn't stop